Welcome to a new episode of the Lighthouse Victory Temple Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Strickland as he shares another life-changing message. Praise the Lord, saints. We do honor the Lord this morning for those of you that are here today. We do honor God for those who are listening in on our teleconference this morning. And truly we can say that God is good. Not because that we have been good, because He's good, because of His very character, His goodness. Praise God. And we, we're glad to be here this morning to worship together. And we want to continue to pray for those who are not assembling in the churches, the various churches throughout the city and throughout the land, that God would bless the people of God to come together, to assemble themselves together. Glad when they said unto me, O come, let us go into the house of the Lord. We're here in the house of the Lord to behold the beauty of God. And when I look at the saints of God and see how God has saved us, how he brought us from a mighty long way, Praise the Lord. I was talking to my wife the other night. I was letting her know. I said, you know, we have been together, married for 40 years. I said, it looks like time is flying away. Like somebody had stepped on the accelerator when it came to time. Praise the Lord. And, you know, time is moving on. Praise God. Time is not standing still. It will not wait on you. Praise the Lord. But we got to take time. Praise God, before time take us. Uh, We got to take time out to serve the Lord before time will take us. Praise the Lord. And and I'm glad that uh, my wife had a birthday on this past week, Sister Mark, and mine was on last month. Praise the Lord. We're getting up there in age. Praise God. But I'm just glad to be in the land of the living. Praise God so many have gone on. Some of the people that I went to school with uh, have died and gone on. And some of them didn't get to live to see 40 years of age. But I'm glad that God spared my life and, and protected me and kept me and sheltered me and, 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 and was a place of refuge for me. Praise God that we can come to Him for safety. And truly, he is safety. And y'all, how many of y'all know that safety in the arms of Jesus? Praise God. Somebody said, if it had not been for the Lord on our side, many of us would be sleeping in our grave. Praise God. But thank God that God kept us. Praise God. Not because we've been good, because the Lord is good. Praise the Lord. So we want to go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, our sermon today is not going to be long and short. We're going to do a series of sermons and messages. Praise God. But we want to ask God's blessings upon us today. And we want to pray for them that are sick. That God would heal and that God would touch their bodies. Father God, we thank you once again, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your mercies this morning. For God, we know that your mercies are new each and every day. And God, we give honor to you because of who you are. And Lord, because of what you have done in our lives. God, we know today, if it had not been for you, Lord, many of our lives would have been cut short. 
But God, we thank you, Lord, how you kept us, oh God, didn't allow us to die in our sins. God, we thank you today. God, we thank you for salvation in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you, Lord, how you cleansed our lives, how you washed us, oh God, in your precious blood. God, we thank you this morning, Lord, for dying and rising from the grave. God, we thank you, Lord, for the promise of your return. And God, we ask this morning, oh God, that you look on every home and every family, oh God, that is here in this place this morning. For Lord, you see the need. God, meet that need this morning. God, meet that situation, that circumstance, oh God, that unsaved loved one, that unsaved child, that unsaved husband. God, we ask that you would turn them, oh God, Turn them from sin and unrighteousness. Help them, O oh God, to embrace the truth of the gospel. Help them to embrace the truth that is in Jesus. And God, we ask that you would save them now. God, that you would touch their minds, touch their hearts, O oh God. Bring about a change in their life. In the name of Jesus, God, our children, Lord, you see their need this morning. Help them, O oh God. Lord, to see you, O oh God. To see you as the God of their salvation. In the name of Jesus, do it this morning, Lord. Break that yoke, O oh God. Set that captive free, O oh God. Set the oppressed free, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, do it for your glory. Do it for your name's sake. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord. God, we give you praise. God, we magnify you. God, we lift you up. For you are high and lifted up. In the name of Jesus. God, we offer the sacrifice of praise, Lord, unto you this morning. For God, you're worthy, oh God. You're worthy of honor, worthy of glory. In the name of Jesus, God, we bless your name. For Lord, your name is excellent. God, your name is holy. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask that you look on the sick today. God, look on those that are afflicted in their body. Touch them now, Lord. Heal them now, Lord. In the name of Jesus, our brothers and sisters, oh God, touch them now, Lord, in the mind, in the spirit, oh God, in their body, oh God. In the name of Jesus, do it, Lord. Do it, oh God, for your name's sake. In the name of Jesus, God, we give you the glory. God, we give you the praise. God, we magnify you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord. God, even those that are suffering, God, in the midst of this crisis, God, we pray that you give them comfort today. God, we pray, Lord, that you give them strength. God, help us to look to the hills, which come at our help. For all our help come from you, Lord. And God, we know without you, we can't do nothing. And God, we ask that you bless your leaders, Lord. Those that are laboring in your word, God bless them now, Lord, that we may speak your truth. And God, let your truth, oh God, bring about a change in the lives and hearts. In the name of Jesus, God, we give you the glory. God, we thank you now. Save to the utmost, oh God. Deliver now, oh God. Set the captives free. Lord, that man, that woman, Lord, that boy, that girl, Lord, that is strung out on drugs, Lord, that is strung out, oh God, on alcohol, set them free, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Do it, Lord. Do it this day. Do it, oh God, in the name of Jesus. God, we glorify you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the saints today. We thank you, Lord. 
for bringing us to a place to worship you, O oh God, in spirit and truth. God, we pray, Lord, that you'll anoint your word, speak to our hearts, speak to our mind, speak to our soul, and Lord, send victory, O oh God, into the midst of your people. This we pray and ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank God. We thank God for you today. Truly, we can say God is good. Praise the Lord. We said earlier we will be speaking on some messages. Praise the Lord. Uh, about nine series of messages um, we had spoke on some years ago. Praise the Lord. Talking about the Sermon on the Mount. Praise God. The Sermon on the Mount was one of Jesus' greatest expositional teaching, uh, preaching that he taught his disciples. And the very reason why is because it illustrates to us what true discipleship is. What is a true disciple? Praise the Lord. Those of us that are following the Lord, praise God, we follow him and where he leads us, we will follow. And Jesus had told his disciples, he said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Praise the Lord. But in our following, God even promised to reward us. Praise God. Praise the Lord. And that reward is the kingdom of heaven. So he, he laying out for us, praise God, the, the, the things that the kingdom of heaven has to offer the true disciple. Praise God. So it speaks of the kind of attitude, talking about the beatitudes. It speaks of the kind of attitudes that we must have to inherit the kingdom of heaven. And we call it the Beatitudes. In other words, this is the attitude that we need to have being a follower of Christ. Praise the Lord. In each of these attitudes, there are nine Beatitudes, and each of them begins with the word called blessed. You hear people use this word so flippantly. They say, I'm blessed and I'm highly favored. We are, the people of God are, but everybody that's saying that they are blessed, praise God. We need to understand what this word really means. Praise the Lord. The word blessed is a word that describes the character of God. Blessed literally means to be happy. Huh? It literally means to be happy or to be fortunate. Praise God. You can be all tore up on the inside and yet be happy. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So the word blessed means to be happy or to be fortunate. And sometimes being happy don't necessarily depends upon what you have or the circumstances that you have in life. Praise God. But as long as you got Jesus, huh? you can be happy in Jesus. Praise the Lord. As long as you got the Lord. When we look at the people of God, we can say they should be the most blessed people on the planet. In other words, they should be the most happiest people. What? On the planet. Praise God. And the very reason why, because our satisfaction and our well-being, huh, is not based upon the things of this world. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Yes. It's not based upon the things of this world. But it ought to be based upon what God has done for us through Christ, through salvation. Amen. Huh? Maybe I need to repeat that. Our happiness, our blessedness, praise God, 
in our satisfaction and our well-being is not based upon the things of this world, our circumstances. Praise God. Our material things of this world. Praise God. But it should be based upon, and which is based upon, what God has done for us through Christ Jesus in salvation. Y'all hear what I'm saying today? Well, the Bible says he said, beautify the meek with what? Salvation. Praise the Lord. So when we look at the pathway to true blessedness, uh, to true happiness, it begins with who? With God. It begins with God, saint. Huh? The world's way is totally opposite of God's way to true happiness. Huh? You know, the Bible said there's a way that's seeming right. Huh? There's a way that's seeming right unto man. That's in Proverbs 14 and 12. But the end thereof, the Bible said, are the ways of what? Death. Praise the Lord. You know what man's ideal of happiness is? He believed, in other words, he, he believed that he, he, think, he thinks he can find happiness in the things in this world. Y'all hear what I'm saying? In the things of this world, or even in the persons of this world, or in the, 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 uh, the things, persons, and the places of this world. Praise God. But we know that true happiness is not found in things. We know that true happiness is not always found in relationship. But it ought to be found in one great relationship, and that's your relationship with the Lord. Huh? Praise the Lord. So man thinks happiness can be found in his in riches. Y'all hear what I'm saying? He thinks happiness can be found in merrymaking. Now, we're going to be celebrating the 4th of July. Well, not me, but the world. <laughs> the world going to be celebrating what? The 4th of July, right? Praise the Lord. And they're going to be merrymaking. They're going to be shooting their firecrackers. They're going to be shooting their, their, their uh, fireworks and all these things here, right? Why? Because they're celebrating the Day of Independence, uh, the Declaration of Independence. But you know what goes with the Declaration of Independence? And I would like to read that if I can find it right quickly. Praise the Lord. Talking about the Declaration of Independence. And I want to read that. Praise the Lord. And dealing with the Declaration of Independence. I just want to read the preamble to the Declaration of Independence. And I just want you to listen uh, to these words here. Praise the Lord. And I've got my title of the message. is coming from a part of it. Praise the Lord. It says... We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are, these are rights, the right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Huh? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of what? Happiness. Praise God. The pursuit of happiness. That's what I want to talk about today. Huh? So the world seeks for its fulfillment and satisfaction in the things of this world. But we seek for fulfillment and satisfaction from God, right? Praise the Lord. Because He is our ultimate satisfaction. He is our ultimate fulfillment. He, only he can bring fulfillment into our lives. Praise God. 
Only God can bring contentment into our lives. So true happiness can only be found in a right relationship with the Lord. So God's way to true happiness, our blessing is, it begins with him in the Beatitudes. And that's why we want to talk on the Beatitudes, these nine Beatitudes here listed in Matthew in the fifth chapter, verses 1 through 12. So if you would, turn with me there to Matthew the fifth chapter, verses 1 through 12, we'll talk about the Beatitudes. In the title of this message today, The Pursuit of Happiness. People are pursuing things while they're pursuing true happiness. Praise God. So when we look at the pursuit of happiness, we'll find that there's nine progressive steps toward true happiness that Jesus is describing for us in the Beatitudes. And this is what we want to talk about today. In verse number one, hear what it says. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. Jesus saw the multitudes. Everywhere Jesus went, people followed. People followed him for what? Many different reasons. There were those who followed him, praise God, because they saw the miracles that he performed. And others followed him because of the message that he preached. Huh? Jesus was one who took notice of the multitudes. He was one who saw and he had compassion on the multitude. For he saw them as what? Sheep going about without a shepherd. And don't you know that's the way it is today? People are going about their daily life like sheep without a shepherd. Praise God. But don't you know, while the Sunday school lesson we're talking about, God sees all. Huh? Praise the Lord. God sees all. He knows what we are. He knows what we've been. And he knows what we're trying to get to. And you know, we can't get to heaven without him. Praise God. And that's why he came and said, I am the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. Praise God. He said, but the thief come. That he may what? Steal, kill, and destroy. But the Lord said, I am come that they might have abundance of life. And so he came to bring us life. Praise God. He came to show us the pathway to true happiness. Praise the Lord. So when we look at the blessedness, happiness, praise God. Jesus saw the multitudes. And we said that he, he, he came and he went to a place in the mountains, right? He went to a solitary place into the mountain. And when he came, his disciples came with, unto him. So now we find him getting ready to teach his disciples. You know, Jesus was so busy in doing ministry that he had to break away from the crowds. Now it was time for him to prepare his disciples to do ministry. You see, saints? Sometimes we as preachers, we got to break away from the crowd. And we got to prepare ourselves for ministry. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Praise God. I had to prepare myself for the, for, for the sermon today. Praise God. And so Jesus had to prepare his disciples to do ministry. He saw the multitudes. He couldn't do it all by himself. He couldn't go and be in the same places all at one time. So he had to train the 12. And, and part of their training 
was the teaching in the Sermon on the Mount. See, one thing about the Lord, He recognized in our lives where we are. And He knows what we need to be. And let me read, read verse number 2, 5 and 2. Hear what it says. In verse 2, And the Bible said, And He opened His mouth and taught them, saying, Who was He teaching? He was teaching the disciples. Now the multitude didn't come to the mountain, praise God, but His disciples was there at the mountain. So he was instructing his disciples. Praise God. So when we look at true happiness, we know that it can only be found in a right relationship with the Lord. And so here, Jesus is teaching his disciples. So when we look at the first step, read verse number three, five and three. The first step to blessedness of happiness begins with what? Verse number three. Blessed are the poor in spirit. That's the first step. Read the rest of it. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The scripture said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of what? Heaven. The first step to blessedness, saints, is to be poor in spirit. What we mean by poor in spirit? You talking about somebody that's poor and they ain't got no money in the bank. <laughs> you talking about somebody who's financially poor. And what it's talking about, a spiritual condition of heart. What we mean by that? It is an acknowledgement of our own spiritual condition of helplessness when it comes to righteousness. Huh? We're poor in spirit. We got to recognize that we don't have the righteousness that it takes to inherit the kingdom of heaven. Huh? What you mean by that, preacher? In other words, we're bankrupt when it comes to righteousness. Now, we might have plenty of money in the bank. But what you got when it came to come to righteousness before you came to the Lord? You didn't have no righteousness. Huh? Somebody give me Romans 3 and 10. Now, for those of you that think you can get to heaven based on your righteousness, read what Romans 3 and 10 say. Huh? Praise God. And not only Romans 3 and 10, read what Isaiah 64 and 6 says. Isaiah 64, while you're getting Romans 3 and 10, let me read what Isaiah 64 and 6 he said, but we are all as unclean things, and all are, our righteousness are as filthy rags. That's how much righteousness we got. Huh? Filthy rags. What can you do with filthy rags? Filthy rags are made to be discarded. They're unusable. You can't use a filthy rag to clean nothing. That's what we are. Huh? I'm talking about before we got converted. I'm talking about before we got saved. Huh? Apart from Christ, our righteousness is filthy rags. That's why we need the righteousness of God, which is of faith through Christ Jesus. Y'all hear what I'm saying today? Now listen, here is the indictment against man and his righteousness. Romans 3 and 10, who got it? As it is written. As it is written. Now it is written. Now if something is written, that means it's recorded. Something that is written, that means it's what? It is recorded as evidence. Right? Yes. What does it? What is written? There is none righteous. Wait a minute now. There's none. None what? Righteous. None righteous. That's all of mankind, right? Yes. There's none righteous. They're not righteous. There's none that are just. Uh -huh. Huh? You want to know why you got injustice? You ain't got no righteous folks. Right. You ain't got no just folks. But the Bible said the just shall what? Live by what? Faith. So our justice and our righteousness is trusting in someone else who is just. 
See, our righteousness is of God. It's not of this world. So you can't expect justice to be done in a world where there's no just no no justice. Huh? Where there's a lot of injustice. Praise God, because there's no righteousness. See, the word righteous mean also means just. Huh? You gotta have some just people to be to have some right folks. Praise God. When the Bible said there's none that does what? Righteous. You can't do righteous if you're not righteous. You can't do justice if you're not just. just. Huh? Praise the Lord. What else about non-righteous? There is none righteous. No, not one. Read on down. Verse 11 and 12. There is none that understand. Wait a minute. There's none that understand. <laughs> what you don't understand? You don't understand righteousness. You, you're a part. You're bored of it. What else? There is none that seeketh after There's none that seeketh after who? God. God. Now, who is righteous? God is righteous, right? In order for you to understand and know righteousness, you got to know God. You got to have a right relationship with God. Huh? Talking about pursuing blessedness and pursuing happiness. Praise God. Read on, sister. They are all gone out of the way. They are all gone out of the way. Tell my man, y'all, this is the indictment against man. He have gone astray. That's why the Bible says we're like sheep. They have what? Gone astray. And every man seek his own what? His own way. Man is looking for his own way. Praise God. For happiness. Y'all see what I'm saying? Apart from Jesus. Apart from God. Y'all listen. Read on what it said. That's it. They are together, become unprofitable. They all together become what? Unprofitable. So our, our righteousness is unprofitable. And I told you, like filter rags. Isaiah said, like filter rags. What can you do with a filter rag? You can't take a dirty rag and clean something that is dirty. You can't take a sinner and, and take a sinner and a sinner try to clean another sinner. Huh? It's going to take a holy God to cleanse us. Praise the Lord. And that's why Jesus died. He died. And the only way we can be cleansed is through him, through his blood. Praise the Lord. Praise God. That's it for the 12th verse. No, sir. There is none that doeth good. None that does good. Now, none that does righteous. Then there's none that understand. Then there's none that doeth good. No, not one. No, not one. That's the indictment against you and me in our unsaved and depraved state. Huh? Uh -huh. Then you can ask the rich young ruler when he came to Jesus, say, good master, what good thing must I do to inherit eternal, eternal life? And Jesus asked him the question, said, why callest thou me good? There's none good but who? But God. Yes. Praise the Lord. Jesus wasn't saying he was not good, but all the rich young ruler saw was, here's a man. And he was going about doing good things. Yet he didn't know this man as being God. Huh? Praise the Lord. Because if he did, he wanted to ask about what good thing he must do to inherit eternal life. There's nothing good you can do to inherit eternal life. But in other words, what God did on our behalf is what's going to cause you to inherit eternal life. Praise the Lord. What Jesus did for us, not what you can do for yourself, but what God done for us. Bless the Lord. Read on. That's the end of the 12th verse. Yes, sir. All right. So there's none good. 
non righteous. That's what the scripture said. Now, we understand what true happiness can be. It can only be found in a what? Right relationship with the Lord. And a lot of folks are incontent, discontent. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And the reason why they're so discontent is because the Bible said, but godliness with contentment is what? Great gain. Huh? The worldview. You know how the worldview, when it comes to satisfaction, when they seek for satisfaction, somebody put out a song and said, I can't get no satisfaction. Y'all remember that song? <laughs> uh, I just can't get no satisfaction. And that's a true song. Because you're looking for it in all the wrong places. Huh? Praise the Lord. You can't get no true fulfillment. Praise God. Because you're looking for it in all the wrong places. Praise God. So the world, in other words, they seek and they look for satisfaction and fulfillment in the things of this world. Such as their riches, such as their fame, such as their fortunes. Huh? But listen what the promise said in this verse here. In verse number three, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of what? Heaven. Who do the kingdom of heaven belongs to? To those who are what? Poor in spirit. Huh? Not the proud in heart, but the poor in spirit. Huh? Not the one who think they got it going on and don't have it going on. Huh? Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Those who are humble and broken in heart. That's who the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven belongs to. Huh? So the kingdom of heaven belongs to those. Listen to what Psalm 34 and 18 said. Psalm 34 and 18 said, The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and save as such and be of a contrite spirit. So those who the poor in spirit will receive and inherit three things. Y'all know what those three things are? That's the first step to blessedness and happiness. Huh? First of all, the poor in spirit, they will receive God's forgiveness. You see why it's so important to have a right relationship with the Lord? You got to get God's forgiveness. Huh? So when you come to God, poor in spirit, you got to be like that those two men that went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a what? Publican. The Pharisee approached to God. How? Lord, I thank you. Thank you that I'm not like other men are. Proud and hard. Huh? Arrogant. Huh? Like I'm not like this sinner over here, this publican. But the publican came to the Lord and said, Lord, have mercy on me. He came poor in heart, poor in spirit. Praise the Lord. You see, that's what God dwells. He dwells among those who have a broken and contrite heart. Praise the Lord. So, though, first of all, those who are poor in spirit, they're going to receive God's what? Forgiveness. Why? Because of what Christ did on the cross. He died to save us. See, well, not just enough for him to die to save us, but he also died to forgive us of our sins. Ephesians 1 and 7 it says, in whom we have redemption. So he redeemed us from sin and death through his blood. But we also have the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So those who are poor in spirit, they have the riches of his grace. They are rich when it comes to forgiveness. 
God forgive those who are poor in spirit. Secondly, the poor in spirit, they will receive fellowship with God. Huh? They will have, receive fellowship with God and with other believers. Those who are walking in the light. Huh? That's what you get said. They shall inherit the what? The kingdom of heaven. That's what the scripture said. Somebody give me 1 John 1 and... Well, I tell you, well, give me Acts 2 and 41. I'm going to read 1 John 1 and 7. Acts 2 and 41 and 42. Y'all remember the day of Pentecost? On the day of Pentecost, when those people came to Peter and, and said to them, men and brethren, what much shall we do? The Bible said their heart was what? Prick. Praise the Lord. They wanted to know what they could do to straighten out the situation, the mistake that they had made in crucifying the Lord. And Peter told them what they needed to do. Praise God. So they came and repented. He told them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall receive the remission of your sins. So the poor in spirit, they will receive what? Fellowship with God and other believers who are walking in the light. 1 John 1 and 7 said, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from what? All sins. Huh? Now, what do Acts 2 and 41 and 42 say? Go to show you that they were in fellowship with one another. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. And, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. So that's what those who are poor in spirit mm -hmm. they will receive. And finally, the poor in spirit will receive eternal life. Praise God. They will inherit the kingdom of what? Heaven. Did you not know before you died you inherit heaven? Y'all didn't know that, did you? You you inherit heaven. The Bible said He had blessed us to be in what kind of places? Heavenly places, huh? The Bible says all things are what? Yours. So some people believe that they, when they die, that's when they get eternal life. You better have eternal life before you go, before you leave here. Praise the Lord. So when they're talking about the poor in spirit, they're going to receive eternal life. They will have eternal life and eternal fellowship with God and with his saints. See, we just don't have eternal fellowship with each other as of now, but we have eternal what? Life as of now. So when you have eternal fellowship, when all of us will be in one place. Huh? All of us will be in heaven. That's eternal what? Fellowship with God forever and forever. But we all have what? Eternal life. Huh? Praise the Lord. Praise God. So that, that, what that scripture is saying, let me give you a scripture on that. St. John 5 and 34. St. John 5 and 34. Hear what it says. St. John 5 and 34. Verily, verily, this Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believe on him that sent me have everlasting life. It said they will get everlasting life. It said they have everlasting life. Meaning already. Huh? What caused them to have everlasting life? Because they put their faith and their trust 
and the one who is life, who is Jesus Christ, right? They have everlasting life. And not only that, they have everlasting life, it says, and shall come not into condemnation. They shall not. That's a promise. They will not come unto condemnation. And that's why Romans 8 and 1 said, Therefore there is no condemnation to them that are in who? In Christ Jesus. If you're in Christ Jesus, you have eternal life. And that's what he came to give us? More life, more abundantly? That is eternal life. Praise God. Some folks think more life of abundantly is having a big house, big fine luxury car sitting in the driveway. That's my abundant living. Now abundant living is being with God and living holy. Praise God. And having eternal life. Praise the Lord. That's what abundant living is. Praise God. And then he goes on to say, And shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from what? Death unto life. You have passed from death unto what? Life. Because God has done what? Redeemed you out of the clutches of sin and death and brought you to a place of life that is in Christ. That's why you can't be condemned if you're in Christ who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Praise the Lord. See, I'm all, I am through already. I'm just going to make this statement and we're going to sit down. Praise God. My conclusion, I want to say our happiness and our blessedness should not be based upon the material circumstances in this life. But it should be based upon our relationship with the Lord. Huh? Should be based upon our relationship with the Lord. There's nothing greater than that relationship. Praise God. Is what God has done for us in our life when it comes to salvation. So true happiness, true blessedness begins with God and guess what? It ends with God. How many of y'all know when we get to heaven? Praise God. Everything going to be what? All right. Somebody said, when I get to heaven, I'm trying to think of the song. Praise God. We're going to sing and shout the victory. Listen, you got to see, you can sing and shout the victory now. Because we have the victory. Praise God. And our victory is in who? It's in Christ. Praise the Lord. So those who are poor in spirit, there shall be what? The kingdom of heaven. We'll be inheritors of the kingdom of heaven. So that's the first step. Lord's will, next week, we'll talk about the second step, which would be the fourth verse in Matthew 5 and 4, talking about blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be what? Comfort. We're going to talk about those that mourn, they shall be what? Comfort. Praise the Lord. We may get to the next third step, but we shall see from there the Lord's will. So we thank God for you today. We hope that something was said to encourage your heart, saying, talking about the pursuit of happiness. Thanks, Pastor Strickland, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Lighthouse Victory Temple Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.